game so crazy if I'm sober I'm silly Yeah I drink, yeah I smoke but that's natural elixirs You live like your future and in the picture I'm high up out in Malibu The road to real wealth is always paved with different avenues The difference in dividends is multiple businesses I got end of year goals too big for Christmas lists I'm dropping these jewels, I'm breaking the rules I take your negativity and I use it as fuel These rappers are fools yeah, I'm still hungry. I own apartment complexes, that's real money. No fake shit against me shall prosper. Yes, I came, I saw, I conquer. No fake shit against me shall prosper. Yes, I came, I conquer. They don't wanna see you win. So it's fuck until the end. And they always gonna hate. Always gonna have some shit to say. And they don't wanna see you win. So it's fuck until the end. Alrighty, all right. What's good? What's good? What's going on, everybody? Happy Saturday. Man, I just want to start off with some gratitude. I want to express gratitude for number one, everybody that pulled up here on this live recording. Uh, and then number two, for everybody listening or watching after the math. Um, man, I'm so excited. You know, this is something, this is a project that I started um, a, while, a while ago, actually. And it, no coincidence that Jordan was actually the very first person the very first episode that I ever recorded um, after I brought birth this idea um, was Jordan. And he was the first person that kind of we recorded everything. Um, and he was the first one that, that dropped some sauce. And now we're continuing the project back up. Uh, and Jordan is once again back in the sauce. So I'm going to kind of give real quick everybody a, a backstory on Jordan because um, this is honestly, I, I'm, I'm very proud to say this. this is not only just like somebody that I admire in business, but I can genuinely call this guy one of my best friends because I met him as a total stranger. I met this guy uh, 2018, 2019, 2018, I think it was. And uh, he came over to my house uh, and we were chilling on a rooftop, had this long Jesus hair. And he was just super chill. Like he was just a super chill guy. He was moving to Puerto Rico at the time he was uh, on his beginning journey of becoming a full-time entrepreneur. And I was just like, so shook because he was so just average. Like he was just such an average dude. Like he just seemed like one of the boys, you know, but the way he thought was super, super impressive. Just the way that he spoke about the things that he knew about um, and the way other people spoke about him was also very um, admiring. Uh, to him. And so ever since then, you know, him and I have been keeping in touch. We've built uh, not only a relationship, but together have been kind of collaborating um, inside a, 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 an industry that deals with people. And we also built a really, really genuine friendship together. You know, him and I share a lot of personal stuff between each other. And, and it's super cool to know that like you, you know, you, you made a total stranger and they become your friend and then your friend becomes family. So this is somebody that I really look up to um, in, in a lot of different ways. When it comes to cryptocurrencies, I remember uh, I came across a significant amount of money uh, last year and 
or two years ago. I don't remember when it was time is a concept. Uh, and he was the first person that I reached out to for, for help and advice, because he's really someone that knows his shit and really somebody that I trust, um, with knowledge about a particular subject. And I think everybody that's listening or watching should definitely pay attention to the stuff that this guy has to say, because not only does he put time, effort, energy, and his own personal money into the stuff that he talks about, but a lot of the stuff is actually like, it makes logical and both emotional sense. So um, Jordan, I appreciate you for being on here, bro. Thank you for birthing the idea uh, once more to come back and, and really run this game up again with me, bro. How's your day going? Yo, my name is going awesome. Mondo, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yo, you guys, give it back to Mondo for setting this up and for that introduction. Jeez, Yo, I appreciate you. And likewise, bro, I got to throw it right back at you. Like, you're a person I look up to in terms of a leader and just being that guy, that presence, that consistency that you bring to the table every single day, my man. Like, if you guys know Mondo and you work with Mondo, you know he's in those trenches, like, daily, like every single day. So that grind don't stop. And bro, it's been, it's been amazing just working with you, growing with you, getting to know you. And I know we got a lot of stuff. We're cooking up some big plans coming, coming soon, some real estate deals, some crypto deals. You guys already know. And really, we're just here to share that sauce, have a conversation, hang out with you guys today and just spread value, you know, and start those conversations where, you know, there's some, I don't want to jump into it too soon. I'm, I'm really excited about the topic. But like, I do want to jump into it also, like, right up, bro. Going down, but, but yeah, Mano, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. And I'm glad to be here, bro. Man, this is awesome, bro. This is, this is exciting. You know, this is something that we've, I don't know, I've talked about it with you, but like, there's been a couple other people that we've talked about, just like, we just got to record the way the things that we talk about, because Excellent. internally, you know, just this, just this past weekend to give everybody some context, like this past weekend, we were in uh, Palm Beach um, with about 15 to 20 other individuals. And it's just like those late night conversations that you wish you had a microphone in because they're just like so valuable. They're not scripted. They're not planned. They're not like premeditated. They're just like genuine just stuff, but they become so valuable. And I know one of the big things that like you're super excited and you love talking about is, uh, is cryptos, bro. So like, what's up with cryptos currently, man, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, it used to be a hot topic for me and then it wasn't and then it became again and then it wasn't again. And now it's like, do I, <laughs> you know, it's like, do I keep going or do I wait or Play with you know, give, us, give us like the state of the union address on uh, cryptocurrencies, bro. <laughs> state of the union. Yeah. And like, did what he said, like, guys, sit back, buy one up, open one up. You know, we kind of, we, this is the one part we did plan about it. Let me open this shit, man. Uh, Damn, I forgot my beer, bro. No oh man! Once you start oh. talking, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get one though. Once you start talking, word. Well, yeah, guys, we're here to relax. Just like like Mano said, just like be casual. And like, man, if we could record those conversations from this weekend. Oh, man, that's gold right there. But yeah, guys, state of affairs with crypto. Where do we Where do we start? I think a lot of people are maybe kind of feeling what Mondo said. Maybe relating to what he said, where. It's been a kind of up and down kind of a couple of years. Has it not? Drop some sevens in the chat if you're feeling that. Like, shit. We were like, a year ago today, we were right at high. All coins were popping off. DeFi was popping off. Things were all at highs, you know? And then actually right about right here a year ago is when things started kind of taking a turn for the worse. We crashed down to about, what, 30K 
Um, and then fall things took back off again. And now we're kind of back in that same place. We're back down to, we're in the 40 Ks right now. And I really think what's going on right now with crypto, the big theme I see is massive, massive, massive adoption. Like, and let me, let me catch you all up to speed. If you haven't been tuned in with crypto, what's been going on? Just last week, just last week, our own government, right? If you guys have been paying attention to the Biden administration, President Biden released it. He released an executive order, or I don't know what the word you call it, but basically he came out with an official statement saying that cryptocurrencies are here to stay. There's something that we need to do more research on, that we need to look into, and that we need to take advantage of. That was our own government that essentially said that. I'm paraphrasing the executive order, whatever that came out. I'm paraphrasing that. But essentially he said, yo, these things are real. We got to do something about it. Like, Mano, how for you, like, what is that? How does that feel for you? Because I know for me, like, I was low-key worried for a while that, the, like, our government would be more in the restriction of it, like, restricting cryptocurrencies, restricting innovation, like, locking it down, making more barriers. But for me, when they came out with that, oh, bro, I mean, what about for you, though? Like, how does that just, with you? I think it, it opens up, like, it, it broadens the stage for what's possible because, you know, for a while, there was a talk on regulation of cryptocurrencies and, um, there was just like a lot of older people, um, older meaning like 35, I would say, and, and above. Um, they don't really understand cryptocurrencies. You know, it's like a handful of people within maybe out of 100, maybe 20% of that really understand the concept of cryptocurrencies. So they go based off like media. And a lot of those people were talking about regulation, especially during tax season, uh, because a lot of people have been making a fuck ton of money inside cryptocurrencies <laughs> and the irs is like what are we doing what do we do so i actually didn't know that i, I didn't know what you, what you just said i didn't know that biden had uh expressed like that but i think it makes it a genuine point because especially with what's going on and you know and this is a subject in itself but with like the fuckery outside you know in ukraine and russia and all that kind of stuff like uh i think it's a it's a major possibility that like the mass adoption and institutional adoption that's been going on behind curtains is like finally coming out to light. Cause I remember that's one thing that you talked about a lot too, is like, yo, the reason why people are like talking about Bitcoin and Bitcoin went into such big prices. And um, I think it was you that posted, or I think it might've been Jordan Morgan on go live that posted a, a picture of when Dogecoin was at its peak was when uh, Elon yep. Musk was on Saturday night live and then it just completely tanked and now it's just chilling. Um, hopefully we don't have any Doge soldiers in here. Uh, I know we got some Shiva soldiers. <laughs> I know we got some Shiva soldiers in here. Uh, but yeah, I mean, dude, I think, I mean, to me, it's been a topic like that I know. I, listen, I think now that I understand more, I think I'm more of a believer in blockchain than I am in cryptos because I think that, for example, there was a transaction that was done in the Netherlands for real estate. Um, they bought an NFT and inside the NFT was a US LLC and that US LLC, it was ownership to an apartment in the Netherlands. So nice. technically you bought red, you bought real estate with NFT. Um, I also think like the technology itself is uh, granted. I only know what, you know, the, the basis of it. I don't know how to code or anything like that, but I know that it implements like it could affect, you know, uh, the election. It could affect, the, it's already affecting the, the financial institution. I think people becoming aware of it more and 
not saying not it's not just like a it's not just a coin anymore you know mm-hmm. i don't know i think i think people are 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 more aware now than they were before and there's a lot of fomo in the air mm-hmm. thanks you know? dude if, if if you don't believe in cryptocurrency and the legitimacy of it now well you're in the right place to be on this call but i would really invite you to just dive deeper because everything that's happened i've been in the space since 2017 i've been in the space since early 2017 and back then we used to talk and dream about this kind of stuff that we're having happening right now versus in institutional investors government regulation adoption because yes this is a technology that promises to exist outside of governments and to exist outside of centralized control but also the main, I think the main talking point for the last couple of years is like, well, we're not naive to the fact that institutions and governments and big centralized parties control most of the stuff that goes on in the world. So where was that middle ground going to be? Where were they going to meet this technology? Were they going to adopt this technology? Were they going to create their own? And that's what I think is what we're seeing unfold right now. And it's been so interesting to me to see things that are happening in Canada, things that are happening in Ukraine, where you know, you're seeing instances of banks freezing their customers from their funds. I think that's been a major wake-up call for myself and I hope for others that that realization of like the stuff that we talk about, like, yeah, centralized control, you don't have control, but actually now you can't, like imagine waking up one day and you log into your bank account and it says, sorry, access denied. Dude, but I think, I really don't think that people are aware of that. You know, I really don't think that like people, like, yeah, I saw, you know, you see memes on, on social media about like, protests and stuff in Canada and and all this stuff. But like, I really genuinely don't think that because the, and I was listening to, to a Joe Rogan podcast right now, like uh, at the gym, the media is so skewed. Like the media likes a storyline. And when that doesn't, when something that's majorly like major happening outside of their storyline, they don't cover it. So people are just not aware of it. True. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's news to a lot of you guys, but to recap it, you know, there's, there's a major protest going on in Canada. Um, Truckers protest started. They started, I'm not going to get dive into the deep or the politics of it or why it was happening, but essentially long story short, anybody who contributed financially to that protest, anybody who donated to GoFundMe, anybody who was found involved with it, they restricted access to their bank accounts. And same thing is going on right now in Russia and Ukraine for same reasons, political reasons of you support this, we're going to deny your access to this. And so I think it's been, hopefully, and I hope this news reverberates. And like you said, it really is, it's, it's kind of crazy the fact that this isn't a big deal. This isn't major news because this is one of your major rights as a human being is your right to commerce, your rights to buy things, your right to just buy and sell however you choose and please. And if you don't have that right, like what kind of, I think that's a paradigm shatter for a lot of people is like, holy cow, like this ain't a free world. Like I can't, like what? And it's like, yeah, well, that's the whole point of cryptocurrency and what we're doing with this space and why this space is so important. Why so many people like myself are very passionate about it is because it does allow you to, I mean, and we're exploring those boundaries right now. We're exploring how feasible and how realistic that is, especially with the whole MetaMask thing that came out this last week. Like this is a huge topic, but Crypto what does, happened, I believe. What happened really, with MetaMask? Oh, man. Crypto, I believe, still does give you that decentralized. MetaMask is not decentralized. Uh, the people who provide the service for it is a centralized company. And actually, Microsoft owns a big share in it. Um, they MetaMask shut off their, like, their access, people's access to the blockchain in like countries like Iran. 
um, in other countries like that. So a, a software and application most people thought was decentralized, MetaMask is not really. And so we're in that, I think that's where we're at right now in crypto. That's your, to bring the whole cir full circle with the state of the union with where we're at. We're at the point right now where governments realize what this is. Large institutions and companies realize what this is. And yet the people are still figuring out what it is. Like, and we're seeing what kind of regulations, what kind of rules, what things are going to be set and established as precedents to how to use this technology in our real world. That is happening right now. That battle is being fought. I mean, guys, if you don't believe in crypto, let me just give you a list. I have some screenshot here of all the people that do believe in crypto. The Tesla CEO, Uber CEO, Apple CEO, NVIDIA CEO, PayPal CEO, Airbnb CEO, Google CEO, Microsoft CEO, MasterCard CEO, the co-founder of Matter, Meta, the co-founder of Apple, the co-founder of Reddit, the co-founder of Twitch, the co-founder of Twitter, Morgan Stanley CEO, Goldman Sachs CEO, and Charles Schwab CEO. All those people have, in the last few years, come out publicly in support of cryptocurrencies and this technology. So, like, that's where we're at to me. It's like, this is real. This is legit. But where are we going to go? Who's going to get control? Who's going to establish the rules? What's going to be the law laid down for this technology and for this, for these currencies? Like, because, yeah, we've heard the stories of people getting super rich off of, you know, whatever coin or the crazy stories of I saw Bitcoin at this price or I saw it at that. But we're past that now, like the crazy speculation of just getting rich. Like this is a now a real technology that's going to be a part of our lives every single day going forward. And it's not going to, it's, I always put it this way. It's like, if you're not in tune with crypto and what's going on with it, and you're not plugging in and getting educated, it would be just like in the nineties and early two thousands, if you weren't aware of the internet and not getting plugged in with that. And maybe you might wait till everybody else gets involved, but the people who got plugged in with the internet first obviously benefited tremendously and the people who never adopted the internet where are they now imagine someone that doesn't use the internet right now and said i'm not going to use that stuff i'm not getting involved well <laughs> sorry the world's moved on without you and that's what's going on with crypto right now like in in a, in a few short years like you will find yourself in that same position where wow the world's moved on and i never adopted that crypto thing that they're all talking about so like do you think that we're at a stage of like like, do you think we at mass adoption already or do you no. think it's still happening or do you think like we're still at early i said i still say we're like we're past the stage of like the pioneers like the pioneers already have their claim we're at still at the early adopter stage the masses ha haven't got in and i don't think the masses will get in until until the government until the banks until these people have created the little a way for them to get in you know have created have gotten a hold of it you know, so to get in now is to still get in before those things are there. But there's no there's no regulation in America for it still. I mean, it's it's people still don't know if it's tax. I mean, is it a property? Is it a currency? Is it a security? You know, Ripple's lawsuit with the SEC is going to leave major shockwaves. That's something that, you know, if you're tuning into this relatively within the time we have did this, which today is March 19th, 2022. You know, that's something to keep your eyes on right now. Um, in terms of you're interested in this and you want to follow along with this story and what the government's doing to legitimize and to regulate this, S XRP versus SRC SEC. It's a huge, huge court case going on right now. I do believe XRP will win, but the uh, uh, fallout of that, because they, the SEC has, <laughs> I mean, I don't, we don't have the inner details of that case and the, we're all getting is leaks from it, but um, it's essentially whether XRP is a security or not. Um, and whether their issuance of their token was legal or not. Um, and 
I do believe that, you know, cryptocurrencies are beyond just traditional securities and that they will need to come up with an entire new legal framework to regulate them. And that's what's being going on. But doesn't that defeat the purpose of decentralization? Yeah. <laughs> but, so, so, like, and at the end of the day, it's like, it just ends up being the same shit. Kind of. Same shit in a new way. But also, I, I think that there are certain things that will come out of this that not everything needs to be centralized. Decent. Not everything needs to be centralized and not everything needs to be decentralized. No, you don't need your games to be decentralized, really. I mean, it'd be cool if you had a whole decentralized world of gaming and nobody like nobody ran it, but then who sets it up and makes it a fun space for everybody because then you get those degenerates that come in there. I think finance needs to be decentralized 100%, but do I think simple things like trivia games do? No, you know, and so like, I think that's what we're exploring as well is like what things actually need to be decentralized, what things need to be, what things can be, are better off centralized. I, I do think some things are better left centralized and some things should be decentralized. And I think Bitcoin is the best example of anything that's decentralized. And I think it's the most decentralized. And I think a lot of things actually pale in comparison to their decentralized, like they're not decentralized in comparison to Bitcoin. You know, like yeah. actually most everything else isn't. <laughs> that's, Yeah. I think I think that that's what most people are skeptical about is just like at least for me like I I think that decent like defeating the purpose of decentralization but you make a good point you know if so, not everything needs to be decentralized because then it just like it I guess it just creates more corruption you know if everything and, is just like free game and put it this way too it's like I mean the idea of decentralized is to to eliminate corruption to make it free for all you know, but at the same time, then it's more in the realm of anarchy and anything can go. And so like, you really do need to still agree upon certain things to exist in groups together, you know, and that's what DAOs are coming in is like DAOs are, hey, these are our guidelines, these are our foundation, this is what we believe in, and we're going to decentralize the leadership of this, but they're still centralizing their beliefs and their ideas. And I don't think that will ever change with humans is that that's how we organize ourselves. That's how you relate with and that's who you work with is people that believe in the same things that you do. I think we're just at the infancy of this technology of blockchain where we're exploring the realms of what it can do to, to organize people in a different manner than traditional CEO, C office, managers, you know, supervisors, employees. And that's a traditional setup of any business or company, any group of people that complete a mission, right? And it's like now we can reorganize that structure in a completely different way. But I can't tell you, and I don't think a lot of people could, like how that's going to look in 10 years because it's like trying to say in the in the 90s well what the hell is the internet going to look like in 10 years nobody knew like how could you predict like uber like how could you predict these world-changing applications when you can't even see the technology to its fullest extent of what it's going to evolve into and i think we're in the same way with blockchain and crypto like the best blockchains and the best cryptocurrencies haven't been invented yet oh so i don't think i've got a chance to like uh, pick your brain on this but i know before you were super into DeFi, and then kind of just like as DeFi, decentralized finance cryptocurrencies and protocols kind of started evolving and and there was more information um like you kind of started realizing that maybe the liquidity pools were just moving too fast and they were just like people were taking their money putting it where it was giving them the best return and then taking it out yeah. moving it to the next project so like and then and then the metaverse happened and it just seemed like everything and everyone was talking about the metaverse so quickly um and i think it's just 
you know, based on the influence that you're around, but it just like, it went, everything went from like DeFi to like metaverse. And now it's like NFTs. And now it's like, to me, it's almost overwhelming, to be honest. There's so like so many different things that you could do with it, but like, what is your niche right now? Are you still like in DeFi? Yeah, no, I'm still like every niche I've ever dove into. I like, I created enough conviction for myself to hold long-term. I still hold my blue chip DeFi projects and I will, you know, I just don't think they like protocols like Aave, Uniswap, um, the graph, which is kind of DeFi, but not really, um, could be considered things like that. What else am I holding? Mm, yeah, Aave, Uniswap, Chainlink. Chainlink. Chainlink is the lifeblood of freaking DeFi. Um, but I, I, I've always had that investment theory and thesis of invest in something that will last, you know, because understanding being in the space, man, like back in 2017, it was all about ICOs. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Remember IOTA. <laughs> you remember it? I mean, there was so much crap that was out back then that's gone right now. Nobody's ever heard about it. Nobody talks about it. <laughs> um, and that could that happen with some of those DeFi protocols? Absolutely. And same with NFTs. You know, I dove deep into NFTs metaverse you know i really like a sandbox i really like there's a couple i like gala you know and i actually like low-key blurb i don't want to jump into it too much because i'm still discovering it what i personally think is next in terms of the big wave of crypto is music yeah you saw limewire was coming out back was like yeah. back and they're they're making it yeah. an nft marketplace for music so like you're just gonna start downloading <laughs> somebody made a joke you're like you start downloading viruses <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, LimeWire was the shit though, man. That's it how I was, all bro. my CDs, man. Back in the day, dude. Yeah, it was like 2000. Shit, it was like 2006 when I was on Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like Gala, Gala is really positioning themselves in the music with Snoop Dogg. You know, he just bought, what's the record company he's a part of? Death Row. Death Row, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he just pretty much got ownership of that. And he's all about NFTs. He's all about the metaverse, bro. He's been in the space for a while. So, I mean, you got something like that of influence that knows what's good with this stuff because I mean you put the hands back in the pot you put the power back in the hands of the musician and the artist, the content creators. You know, that's a big get with NFTs. Most people don't understand NFTs for shit. Then they're just some JPEGs or some fancy art. Monkeys. It's like it's digital ownership. That's what it is. But we just are freaking an infancy stage of blockchain and crypto. So best digital ownership we come up with is JPEGs of animals as profile pictures i think 99 <laughs> of those are fucking worthless like i think it was you that said that like this is just the test of that of that like it might have been somebody else might have been you that said um this, like jpegs and just pictures of animals and shit is just like the the test of like whether nfts work or not like is it is it going to be something is it going to be a technology or a trend that like sticks around or is it just like some bs because a lot of people thought that and people still do think that like NFTs are just a trend. Like they're just, it's a bubble, you know, eventually nobody's going to give a shit about NFTs. Right. It's that's a truth. Only a half truth though, because I would agree with the fact that your profile picture NFT is a trend. Your freaking stupid ass jungle llama is a trend. <laughs> Bro, like your freaking bored grandpa stoned ape. Like, dude, come on. Like, yeah, Bored Apes and Thugs. I mean, Bored Apes, not, um, Bored Apes and CryptoPunks, I see as the only blue chips that are like, they have legit collections. And they have legit people behind them that could potentially last. But I mean, most of the other stuff, like, it's a knockoff of that. You know, and you, if you were back in crypto in 2017 with ICOs, you know how many ICOs launched decentralized this, decentralized that, all this. Like, 
decentralized real estate, decentralized, uh, decentralized Medicare, decentralized shipping, decentralized supply chain, decentralized. That was the key word was decentralized blockchain. This now it's NFT, this like staking, NFT, staking, NFT, whatever, man. Like it's, yeah, wow. no, that's, that's not legit, but NFTs themselves 100% will so, be around in the future. Some uh, Solana NFTs versus uh, Ethereum NFTs. Just cheaper point of cheaper access, lower quality, in my opinion. Yeah, if you pay $10 for something versus two grand, like, you know, it's, it's you get what you get. It's Walmart version of. <laughs> yeah. I'm not knocking anybody that's in this space. I just like, to me, I, I, I it's like the VV, you know, yeah. dude, that was so fun until it just like got stupid hard to get a comic, you know, mm-hmm. like I tried. Getting, I, still, I, I still think VV has got a long-term potential. Yeah. Cause of the brands. Right. You know, they're, they're major brands. I, uh-huh. I just don't know how to play the secondary market. So to me, it's just like, <laughs> it's, fuck it. it's a watch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I, I feel the same way. I got to mention too. I'm not shitting on anybody in NFTs. I know some savage NFT G dens that I learned a lot from that are out there flipping that bag, like yeah. getting it, bro, and get it, bro, get it. You just can't be in an illusion thinking that party's going to last forever. That you know it, it will end. And I've always, always adopted. I've always, I okay. So background for me, man. I I got burned in ICOs. I jumped all in. I was the DJ in ICOs in 2017. And I got fucking clapped. <laughs> <laughs> so since then, I adopted a policy and I adopted a, a, a investment thesis of I'm only looking for what's going to last, you know? Yeah. And so I don't delegitimize anything that anyone's doing because I can see them making money and flipping the bag, getting it, like go for it. But like, I want to invest in stuff that's going to last, not just this hype phase, not just the six months, but next three, four, five, 10, 20 years. It's like when everybody was... Like the summer, there's a lot of people that were looking for the next like Shiba or like the next yeah, uh, next Doge. Yeah, the next Doge where mm-hmm. it was like you put in hundred bucks turns into like five grand in overnight, you know. And, and that's that's the fallacy that gets a lot of people. That's I think I think that's actually a mainstream opinion stuff. Crypto, a lot of people I talk with in that work, um, just how where I go out in Denver where I'm at right now, it's like people are aware of crypto, but they still have this idea that it's a get rich thing. It's you put some money in and cross your fingers, goes to the moon. And that's the whole main play here. And I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all, I always use analogy. It's like, y'all are freaking picking up breadcrumbs. Y'all are picking up cake crumbs and you're missing the whole damn cake. You're, you're just looking at the crumbs. Like we're building a whole new infrastructure for the future of the fucking internet. This is a, blockchain is a layer of ownership attached to the internet it's the next level of the internet it's what's going to allow us to really live in the metaverse it's going to allow us to put legit things on the internet like real estate you know all these contracts like finance banking everything you know it's like don't miss the big freaking pie by looking at these small little micro trends that we inevitably get every six months there'll be another one that comes you know there'll be another one there'll be another one but if you if you're really tuned in here and you really see the value of what's going on, it's like, whoo, it's it's heady. But man, I'm excited. I'm really am. I really, really am. And I think the potential here with investing in this space is similar to the potential you had with investing in the early days of the stock market. Yeah. If you were able to realize, okay, Coca-Cola is a company that's gonna stay around for a hundred years, 
let me just start accumulating this stock. <laughs> bro, like, <laughs> Warren Buffett, bro. That's exactly what Warren Buffett did, bro. He just bought Coca-Cola. He just bought GE. He just bought the blue chips and he just held them. And it's like, forget the hype, forget the trends. You buy the blue chips and hold, you're good. I think that's the kind of like a, the strategy that I've been adapting a lot more because, you know, the emotional side of investing, I think is the hardest part for anybody. Like you're up a bag and then you're down and then you're like, man, it sucks. You know, you're, you'd be up the most money, money you've ever made. You've ever made, seen so much, you've never seen so many numbers in your account. And granted they're just numbers on the screen. Right. But it's just like the emotional one day I woke up. I remember this was like last summer I woke up and I was like, I was up, bro. I was up. And you know, it was like euphoria. And now I understand the, the market cycle so much more. And it was euphoria. I was like, wow. And I didn't take any profit. I remember I had this conversation with you and I did because I was like, dude, let's just ride to the sky because you forget that everything that goes up must come down. And then I call it Black Wednesday. It was last summer, too. It was a Wednesday. I woke up. It was a Wednesday and like half my portfolio was 50 percent. And then over the course of the week, it just like crumbled, like everything yeah. just tumbled. And now I have more of a, a philosophy, I guess is kind of what you call it of just like, just invest into stuff that is going to be here for good and here for a while, you know, because like even, even NFTs, like I got rug pulled on a few of them and I just like got a bad taste in my mouth on that. Like, you know, you got to pick the right ones. You got to pick the right things. You got to do so much research. And then at the end of the day, it's just the luck of the draw. Like, you never really know what's good or what's not until it's time to find out what's good and what's not, you know? So it's all speculation at the end of the day, but it's fun, especially man. NFTs. Yeah. Especially with NFTs. Cause it's like, could this collection be worth hell of fucking bread? Yeah. If the right people get involved and the right influencers catch on and the right, you know, media sources promote it, then yeah, of course. But what's the intrinsic value? And I think that's the most important thing to do adopting crypto is some sort of strategy, some sort of way for you to actually determine intrinsic value of digital assets, not based anything at all upon what people are saying about it, but, but based on your own instincts, you know, why the hell do you think Bitcoin is valuable? Like that's an open-ended question, but like that can go anywhere. And you know, why the hell do you think Ethereum is valuable? You know, and if you understand that, that's what allows you to buy when everybody else is freaking out, like, I've slowly, I've slowly started accumulating again. You know, I think we potentially go lower, but I started slowly started accumulating blue chip assets again because we're entering a time right now where the world is just in fear, bro. Everyone's yeah. afraid, rightfully so, because like, <laughs> yeah, shit's going. Dude, down, I watched that. But... I watched that Ray Dalio video you guys were talking about in Palm Beach. Yeah. Oh man, that should, yeah, that, dude, it makes so much sense, dude. It makes so much sense, like. Nothing about it logically doesn't make any sense, you know. Historically, he proved every point. Logically, emotionally, he proved every point. He gave real life, like actual details on, you know, the state of the economy and the world. The, the world, yeah. Like the yeah. fact that you know what really messed me up was, it's he talked about like education and like how a, a nation's power is education, right? And I understand the U.S. education system now, and I started not doing research, but just kind of looking into uh, China's education system. And dude, and it's like they're they're just like so consistent, so like they're just breeding geniuses worldwide. And it's just like nothing about that video made 
no sense. Everything made perfect sense. And it's just like, I don't know if it's going to be in our lifetime, maybe in our kids' lifetime, maybe it, it could be tomorrow, you know, but like, dude, it's, I think it's definitely in our lifetime, man. And for you guys who aren't, whatever we're talking about, go on YouTube and look up Ray Dalio, the changing world order. Um, you guys would throw out history just to summarize it. Throughout history, you had different world orders and the big, the big deal with that. And we're speaking about this economically and financially, you know, that's what we're all here for. That's what connects a lot of us here is like, we're the financial markets trading together, investing together. So the big picture with world power status comes world reserve currency status. And that's huge. And all of us, most of us, I'm assuming you're an American, but if you're not, um, you also understand that the dollar is big daddy in the world. And it's been big daddy for a long time. And so if you earn in US dollars, you're kind of freaking blessed as hell. But he, his thesis and his argument, and I believe it and I see it and everything going on, especially currency debasement, how much money they printed this year, whole nother rabbit hole, inflation, our GDP, China passed our GDP a long time ago. And nobody talks about um, it. But basically, it's, it's happening. I mean, before us, you had the Great Britain pound and the United, United Kingdom. They were the biggest power of the world post-World War II. And then post-World War II, the Americans took over, the dollar took over. Before um, Great Britain, it was the Netherlands with the, the Dutch, the Netherlands with their empire, the Dutchies empire. They've created the stock market. So it's really, really relevant information. If you're an investor, you definitely need to watch that video. Yeah. But sum it all up, where we're going, China's next. Yuan's next. And bro, just this last week, I don't know if you saw this, just this last couple of weeks, I think it's the biggest freaking piece of news that happened in, the, in this last two years with COVID, all this crazy world reset, all this crazy stuff going on, this time of massive change. You can't get around that. Saudi Arabia is now accepting, is yes. planning, not, uh, yeah, they're going to accept yuan for oil instead of dollars. Dude, and that's massive because right now, oil, the dollar is the only thing that you could purchase yeah. oil with and that's that's that's, a, that's the start man i think that i think that's the first fucking that's the first blow in the u.s dollars world current world reserve currency status that's the first hole that knocks the belt, starts to hold on those i think that's it did you watch the uh the trump uh podcast i did yeah do you did you hear when he was talking about the reason why this is happening and, and dalio talks about it in his video too is because he sees weakness in in the current leading power, like not only economically, but like, I mean, the guy sitting in the chair right now is, you know, arguably yeah. incompetent. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, I it all makes sense, man. It's kind of scary. How, so, okay, so now I want to hear your your thoughts on this. So, how does cryptos affect that? Like, could cryptos potentially disrupt that? Because back in the day, there wasn't this technology. To, uh-huh. to the point where there was a world reserve currency and now there now there is a potential where like okay well we don't want to use the dollar we don't want to use um what is it the yuan yuan yen whatever yeah. like yeah. could we use bitcoin or whatever like a stable coin you know mm. like yeah that's an interesting concept because up until cryptocurrency the only types of currency you've ever had twice for were government issued currencies you know and then crypto opened the door to like anyone on the internet can make any kind of currency for any reason like Ape coin just launched this week and yeah. we're going crazy about that for board apes. And I think that's a whole other conversation, but I bring up this point because all these topics that we're talking about guys, we're speculating on, you know, we're like, we're just <laughs> providing common, hopefully providing you some information, hopefully 
putting you on to things that you didn't know. Take your own look, form your own opinions. Don't just listen to me and this guy, me and Mono, and think that that's it. That's all you need to do. Here, as being a citizen of the modern world today, I think it's your like your moral responsibility to educate yourself on these topics. But at least we can just be an exposure to them. But I bring up two things with that: with the shifting of the world to the yuan, the shifting of the global power to the China Chinese. Who's been leading Bitcoin since the beginning? Where did the majority of Bitcoin mining, where does the majority of Bitcoin mining happen? China. Who already has a central bank digital currency? China. They're on top of it, bro. They already know. Like, and like, it's just pure speculation at this point, but I think like, yeah, that one day the world reserve currency will be the, potentially the digital yuan. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And I think Bitcoin will, Bitcoin is kind of transitioning itself into being like gold. It's, it's going to be the best form of money out there. Gold is, was the best form of money before Bitcoin. Yeah, how many people did you know actually invested and held their wealth in gold? Not that many because they're not educated on what money really even is. They just earn currency and they spend it and they don't realize that currency is getting devalued 7% every single year in their life. Like They don't realize that. And prices of every asset goes up proportionally, if not disproportionately. So... Yeah, these, that's the whole point of this kind of podcast, these kind of conversations, is bring these topics and be like, holy shit, I didn't realize that affects my everyday life. Yes, it does. Like, and with the world adopting you want and switching over to you want, like, where does where do we import everything from? China. China. <laughs> yeah, and then China stops importing stuff to us. We're screwed. They have leverage. Do you guys think gas is high now? You think prices of things are high now? Oh, man. This is something I have to watch myself with because... I could be a sensational person and especially when it comes to the negative side of things and things, but bro, it's going to get fucking bad. It's going to get fucking bad, especially being in the United States of America, like having the dollar, bro. Oh yeah, guys. Like that's why you need to be, that's why you need to know your shit. That's why you got to trade. That's why you got to build business. That's why you got to give value. That's why you have to do these things because you can't rely upon your job and you can't rely upon upon the government taking care of you because shit is collapsing. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and it only, it already happened once. And I think people are so oblivious because like they were just so manipulated by fear uh, of something that arguably was just a narrative was just a, you know, storyline because now like I dude, honestly, I have not heard the word COVID for maybe a month. It's over bro. COVID's like it's over. just gone. You know, it's like when SARS, was there it's just gone uh the the pig virus h1n1 gone the flu the the bird virus gone you know ebola all of a sudden like everybody's freaking the fuck out all of a sudden gone right because we have another thing to freak out about world war three world war three yeah now like everybody's freaked dude even trump was like yeah it's a serious possibility that kind of shit's kind of scary bro honestly dude uh rogan joe rogan was interviewing uh, an ex-cia um operative or something like that and uh, he was saying that, like, all countries have enough nuclear weapons to, like, wipe out everybody on Earth, like, 10 times over. <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't a, that was a very sarcastic cheers, guys. But, dude, I know it's, 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 it's scary, freaky. bro. It's freaky, but I think of it this way, man. Like, I think World War Three already started a long time ago. And World War Three is a fight on consciousness and information because... Ooh. Like they've manipulated people so hard, bro. And like, oh man, I could go off on COVID right now. 
just like yeah but we, we gotta watch out with what we say or else we're gonna get taken down like that podcast oh, dude, exactly in fact we even mentioned that word our shit's finally get flagged with information i'll just leave it at that how come before covid you never had to have people on the internet telling you what was true and false yeah yeah the only reason you have to tell someone something's true or something else is false is because come on use your brain yeah there was there was this um there was a freedom of speech um protest at, at um I believe it was Yale in the university and a bunch of attorneys uh, at that university, like stopped it. Like it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a peaceful uh, protest. And then a bunch of attorneys came in and like essentially started a riot because I think we live in just such a soft world right now that like everybody gets offended for everything and anything like you can't say any you can't express yourself because if it doesn't align with what your beliefs are or with what the news is telling you or with what your parents want you to believe or what they're teaching you at your job or at at your school it's just like you're wrong and you're considered a conspiracy theorist or you're just Uh like you're, you're not keeping people safe by spreading wrong information and it's just like people are so soft nowadays that they don't they don't they can't accept a perspective other than their own and let me put it this way for people. It's like, dude, just because you're offended doesn't mean you have any rights. Like to, you can't use a f- being offended as a weapon. And I think that's what's happening. That's a great, it's a really bad thing that's going on because let's just switch this conversation off of politics and off of beliefs about a virus to religion. What if I was saying, and I'm not even going to say Christian because some people are Christian and we live in a Christian world. What if I believe in the spaghetti God? I believe in the spaghetti monster and you got to believe in this shit. And if I censored everyone that didn't believe in my spaghetti monster and forced upon you to believe the way I believe now, that's ridiculous. Isn't that? Yeah. You know, and it's ridiculous to think that everyone has the same opinion about everything and no, like it's ridiculous and it's wrong to censor anybody for any reason. Like that's a founding principle of our society. And the one reason why we have the world we have is because we have freedoms and rights And the very first one is to express yourself. To believe in whatever the fuck you want to believe in. And that's like, the fact that that's under assault right now, not that many people are like standing up for it or like just whatever. Yeah, but it's for our safety. I'll quote Benjamin Benjamin Franklin. Those who want to trade liberty for safety deserve neither. Ooh. Damn. That's deep, bro. Like, bro, it goes deep. It goes deep. And like, man, that's like bringing a full circle. That's with cryptocurrency, you know, it's like the choice of using whatever currency and you want to use dog coins. Cause you think dog coins are going to be worth a million bucks. Go ahead, bro. That's all your choice, dude. hundred percent. I support it. Like I'll give you my two cents about it, but yo, like do whatever the hell you please. Like I've, I will fight and I will fight for that type of world and those rights for until the day I die. Yeah, and then they're going to come after you. Oh, I'm ready for it, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready for this podcast to get flagged. I'm already been shadow banned, bro. I've already got Instagram. I had an 11,000 follower Instagram account got deleted. Like, clap. Like, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for it, bro. I get shadow banned at least once a week, dude. It's awful. Yeah. Like, my stories, and I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's just like now, I guess, like, I'm in their system or something. It's just like you yeah. close. Like some random, like I posted this meme. You seen that Pablo Escobar meme I posted the other day, where it's like when when oh. the war started and everyone start stopped talking about you, and it was just like that Pablo Escobar meme where he's just like lonely and just sitting there, but it had like the virus, and like the all of a sudden, like nobody, like I got went from like 
X amount of views to like no views. I was like, damn, bro, I didn't know this was that serious, but I guess it's still going and it's tragic, man. It's like, you can't, I can't express myself on social media. Not that I want to, because that'll cause chaos too, but. Well, yeah. that's right. That's where I think blockchain technology to offer some hope and all this, this grim conversation is like, this blockchain technology with cryptocurrencies and DAOs actually allows us to create potentially one day a decentralized social media. Because in a world where things, I think the most controlled things, such as finance, obviously we need a decentralized version of it. Because when you control money, you control everything. If I can just print money, I can make all your money worthless. And that's what happens. That's a Federal Reserve, Central Bank, if you don't know that, go to my YouTube. Got a whole hour explaining how that works. Um, but if you look at now, we're in the arena where where um, communications are and communication and press is completely centralized. And if you don't aren't aligned in this version of truth, you will be censored and removed from it. So is that a free open place to communicate? No, and that's exactly where we need something like a blockchain, social, social media based blockchain to step in. And I think where, where human beings are amazing creatures, we're adaption machines. And I think where needs, where there's a tremendous need is where innovation is is at you know that's what drives innovation is that tremendous need for it you know it's like we're being suppressed and we don't have the right to say what we want to say like somebody somewhere out there is already probably on it already probably building something where you know everyone can plug into and it could be built on ethereum solana whatever you know like those kind of that's that's the that's why i'm excited about this future with blockchain i think that's going to be the ongoing thing we see in this world in our lifetime is new world order versus the people what do you think is gonna win, man? Oh, baby, the people. I couldn't. I couldn't. My intellect says one thing, but my heart says another, and that's where like this gets really deep and philosophical. Like, because man, your brain and everything can tell you one thing, but what do you feel? What do you really believe? And I like, yeah, like yeah. Obviously, I think that it reveals where I'm at because like what I see, what I know, it's like, yeah, it can be kind of scary. But then like you tap into spirituality, you tap into just the fact that we're still here today as human beings and we've survived all the crazy shit that's ever happened in the world and we've in somehow some way we've improved our lives to the point like go back a hundred years ago to, to 1922 like what were the quality of life back then and think of how many how much control and shit like this was existed back then go a hundred years before that where you got swords and shit like yeah. <laughs> like go a hundred years before that that's really probably had swords but you get what i'm saying is the fact that like the human spirit and that like that that right that we all know that's like oh, you were born here you deserve freedom a government doesn't give you freedom you're it's your birthright nobody gives you sovereignty you are granted that by existing you know it's like that human spirit that idea of like always fighting for what's right and what's free and like best for all i think that always wins at the end of the day that always wins even though it might get tough but we've gone through a lot tougher shit honestly yeah yeah, that's true. I think the scary part is just like the unknown, you know? Facts. I think that's that's what freaks people out. That kind of freaks me out. It's just like knowing that really like it's just like this minuscule thing compared to like these big world current events that are happening, you know? Uh, I think the fact that like you never really know what could happen, I think that's the scary part. But at the end of the day, it's like uh, it's like what uh, Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. So it's like mm-hmm. as long as you are putting out the energy and the frequency of like the change that you really want to see. Uh, I think that's important. Just like with cryptos too, you know, the more that we back the people, I think the more that the people back cryptocurrencies and just like the possibilities of what's possible, 
Um, and then just now with the government that's giving more uh, exposure out to cryptocurrencies and just like making it more public, I guess, just like us educating people on the possibilities. I think that that's why we're put in this position um, at this age and at this stage of our lives is like, you know, we're really here to like educate people because we really know some stuff that other people aren't aware of. Um, and really rented the only thing that I know, I don't think it was you that kind of, uh, I think you have the same philosophy. You don't really think that we only thing that we know is that we know nothing, but yeah. <laughs> we do have some knowledge on what is happening and what we could do to potentially impact the big ripple of what's happening out in the world. And I think that that's important for people to understand is that, you know, you, you really aren't ever going to know anything. Really. You don't know anything at all ever. Cause there's always somebody that knows way more than you. And there's always stuff that you don't know. But I think that if your intentions are pure and if you are able to educate people on something, then I think that you could become valuable in this big giant ripple of the world, you know, X. And when you provide value, guess what you attract more value. Yeah. Value. Yeah. Oh. Plug my mic. Go back. And when you when you provide that value, and you're in a community like this, you're on this podcast, you're on YouTube, you're you're educating yourself on these types of subjects. You are that change, and you are accumulating the knowledge and the information necessary for us to actually break through this. Because whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. You know, what I mean, the fact that bro, we're in the most blessed time to ever be alive. Like we're sitting on Zoom right now. Like, just on the internet, just discussing whatever the hell we want to discuss, like sharing ideas. People are tapped in, listening. Like you're able to essentially still, even though they've limited this year and it's been an attack on information, essentially you can find, I mean, we found it. How the hell did we find it? You know, you can find that information out there that is counter to the world that you don't enjoy. It's like, you don't enjoy something like look for the alternative. It's out there. And we're, we're that living proof that like, you can exist outside the system. You can thrive outside the system. It's not just one person that can make it. It's hundreds, thousands. Everybody can make it. And we're in such a uh, we're in such a crazy time because I see a lot of people getting trapped and stuck in the old matrix of fear and control. And we we talk about it a lot. I, we talk about it a lot today because I think it's important to address. And you have to be aware of what you're up against. But yo, like how many opportunities and possibilities are there really out there with the internet, with blockchain, with crypto, with trading, with business, with nerve marketing? Like, really think about that. Like, think how grateful you are versus someone 50 years ago. What the hell would they have done? <laughs> what would you have done? <laughs> like, what options did you have back then? So, I mean, the amount of options we have is just growing and it's exciting to be a part of this, to be a part of this space, this industry, because I know I'm surrounded by the most intelligent people, the most caring people, um, the most thoughtful people, and the people that at the end of the day are really going to get this shit done and actually provide a better world than they inherited for the next generation. And I think that's so important too, man. Like just getting yourself around the right people, dude. Like I don't have, before I started surrounding myself with people like yourself, you know, like Mike, um, just people that, people that have exposed me to certain topics and certain situations dude, I would be one of these people just lost in the sauce, man. Probably would have got vaccinated. Not that there's anything wrong against vaccinations. I'm just like, you know. But you would have done it for the reason of not your else. own, but. Yeah, because I was told to. Because everyone else is doing it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would have, you know, not 
probably not been invested in cryptos as much as I have, you know, probably didn't know about NFTs. I definitely wouldn't know how to trade, maybe stocks. I'd be on Robinhood, you know, probably. Um, <laughs> and, and it's just, it's insane because that the, the circle that you put yourself around, I think it's so important. And it's so, it's like the most valuable thing is who you surround yourself with really is the most important part. One of the most important parts about life is like, you can get yourself around the right people you can really expose yourself and really be a big change, not only for yourself, but like for family, for friends, like for the world, just like talking to you, bro. Like even just this conversation, like people that are listening to it are getting exposed to stuff that they probably weren't even aware of, you know, 30, 45 minutes ago. And it's just like, it's cool. You know, it's it really cool is. Experience. It really is. You know, growth is painful. Fact. Growth is painful. You know, it's not going to be, <laughs> It's not going to be just like, oh, I don't know about trading. Therefore, I'm going to be fucking rich. (laughs) Information is the first step, 100%. And then it's action. You know, and I think what's really great about this stuff and what we're doing, bro, and what I'm grateful and proud of is like, we're empowering people. Someone empowered me to become the best version of myself, not anything else. You know, I'm sitting here drinking a beer with you. Like, you know what I mean? I can't do that in corporate America. I can just be myself. I can do that. I enjoy it other things as well like i think some great conversations happen under the influence of thc you know it's like i i love this because i can do me i can be me and i've been empowered to be that version of myself the best version of me you know and that's all i want to do with this information these kind of conversations is empower other people with information and perspective to be the best versions of themselves because i know there's a ripple effect of that and they empower other people to be the best versions of themselves and bro when you create a wave of that holy shit like what's the what is your vision bro what do you see this becoming like we we're still we started doing this what like three four years ago you know and we were where we came from what we started with to where we're at now i still only look at us as like we're not even even hitting our not even hitting our stride yet to be honest like with what we've been able to accomplish and stuff and it's been insane like the the hundreds and thousands of success stories created through this through this group it's insane to think about and you know we've me and you both have been there for a lot of it but bro where do you where do you see it going where do you see the potential of this group of people and what we can really do given all the things we've covered and talked about today dude i think it's uh going back to that ripple effect you know i think so on a micro scale just our community is by far one of the best in value in in skills um and in the network I'm just so blessed to be part of part of it. You know, I've been here for, for a little while. And so, you know, there are some people that uh, I'm humbled that to say that like some people like look up to me, but like, bro, like I look up to so many more people, you know, and it's, it's insane because to me, I started this because I wanted money, bro. Like I come from poverty. So I started this because I wanted to just make money, man. Like I was like, dude, I just want to get rich. And that was my whole thing, dude. It took me dude, probably like two, maybe three years to get out of that mindset. You know, I made a lot of money. I lost a lot of money and made a lot of money again. And that's a lot of money again. And it's <laughs> like, bro, the emotional cycle of, of finances is so incredibly like humbling because it makes you realize like, dude, money's going to come and go every day, every year, every decade. Like, mm-hmm. and, and every success story that I've heard too, it's like, yo, I made a lot of money. Then I lost a lot of money. And then because of that, you find your purpose. So like, now to me, dude, I see like on a micro scale, I see uh, 
our community really being a big impact for our age group. Because um, a lot of people, you know, within our mastermind are anywhere between 18 to average age 30, you know, between 18 to 30. And I think that just the, the skill sets that we can teach people or that we are not what we can, that we are teaching people and are able to duplicate, I think are immensely valuable. Like, dude, you mentioned it earlier, like if you're just relying on your job and you don't have any other source of income, you're SOL when something, when shit hits the fan, you know, when the dollar loses all its value and you got to make 10 times more dollars than you were making right now. And all you have is a job and you don't have a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh source of income. You're, you're SOL on a, on a macro scale, you know, in a bigger picture, just, you know, the, the company network marketing is so looked down upon. And I had this limiting belief of, network marketing is not a professional profession unless you're the top of the pyramid. You know what I mean? And uh, because it's just like, it's naturally and historically, that's how it's been looked at. If you're not one of the top of the top of the top 1%, like you're not really, you're just a guy, you know, you're just a guy who's trying to recruit other people. And I think just over the last, um, I want to say over the last maybe six to 10 months, I've realized that this company in a broad, right? I am mastery Academy. What it offers is absolutely phenomenal education. The circumstances like the CEO, you know, for, for any guys listening, the CEO of the company hasn't taken a dollar. And somebody asked me like, how can you prove that? I can't, but faith is the evidence of things unseen. So I believe that the CEO of the company hasn't taken a dime of profit from the company and reinvested all back because he's net, he's a billionaire in other businesses. You know, he owns an airline. So why would he, you know, it's his purpose to like disturb the natural uh, world that's happening. And, you know, I, I think, what where I see this going is us being a major part, not not just, uh, you know, me and you, but us as, as a whole, you know, people, the top leaders, people that we look up to, people that we're connected with, like uh, us, including us and people that are around us, everybody in, in the community, everybody in the mastermind being a reason why, you know, the next generation, like my, my brother, you know, my brother's 18, my sister's 13, you know, like I have younger siblings, I want to have kids one day. So it's like, the reason why the world changes is because of the information that we're able to provide the skill sets that we're able to teach people. And just like the impact that we're able to do, because I started this because I wanted to make a lot of money. And now it's like, I know I'm going to make a lot of money, <laughs> you know, like it's inevitable. I don't care if it takes me my lifetime to make the type of money that I want to make. Like, you know, I got it in my, on my, on my, I see it there. I it everywhere, bro. I got it everywhere. Like right now, my current goal is see, like, I got it everywhere, bro. My current goal is $25,000 a month, which is $300,000 a year. I think at that income, I'm good. Like, I really don't need that much more. Like naturally as a person who comes from <laughs> no money, like I don't need that much more money, you know, but I think at that income, I'll be straight be good. You know, I could quote unquote retire, right. Take care of my family, take care of myself. But then it's like, then what, you know, and you have to fulfill your purpose. Somebody asked me the other day and uh, Jim Rohn says this, right. Andrew Carnegie spent half of his life making as much money as possible. Second half of his life, giving it all away. That's kind of my plan. You know, like I think I find my purpose in serving people um, and being able to change the way that they think not manipulatively, 
uh, and manipulating them into thinking the way that I think. I don't think anybody, I think everybody should figure out a way that fits for themselves, but uh, like just being able to expose people to different thought patterns. Like I used to think that working was the, the only way or the most reasonable way to make money. I used to think that network marketing was uh, just a pyramid scheme. You know, I used to think that like just a bunch of stuff, man. I used to think all types of stuff about all types of things. And then you just, if you keep a closed mind to everything, like you're, you're never going to be successful, whatever success means to you. But to me, success is just like being able to do whatever with whomever, with whenever, like whenever. And I think that this, this idea that we have going, I think is so valuable because it allows us to, to get there. You know, it provides us a vehicle that we're able to, to get there. So kind of a long answer to a short question, man, but I think overall we're going to be a big impact, you know, um, shit, even just this, this podcast, even just you and I, and then people outside of this, you know, that are listening to it. I think we're going to be a big impact in number one, what's coming, you know, circling back to our conversation with cryptocurrencies, bro, I've been blessed to be able to help people make like, maybe not a lot of money compared to some people. It's all perspective, but like a significant amount of money by just putting them onto a coin or a video that's like, Oh, I know how to do this now. Dude. My mom turned like two grand into 10 grand, you know, that's from just cool. like putting money into Coinbase and just teaching her how to use the app, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like little stuff like that. That's like, that's the big ripple effect. Like I, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Make a million dollars is cool and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, man, we, I think that we're put on this earth and I think that everybody uh, is put on this earth to just serve people, man. Like, and I think that that's where this is going, bro. Like regardless, we already know, regardless of everything that's going to happen, everything's going to happen. We really can't do much about it happening, but what we can do is just help people change the way that they think and their thinking patterns so that they don't get sucked into the virus, you know, what about you, bro? It's the virus of the mind, bro. It's, it's the virus of the mindset, dude. Yeah, I mean, if you get served, you think you're going to, like, I got served. You know, I got served. I got served hope. I got served, to, like, a vision. You know, I didn't have that. The like, same story, man. I relate to everything you said. I come from nothing. I come from middle class. I've seen money. I've seen it go. And, you know, like, the outlook I had on, on the world and <clears throat> what what's changed for me so much is the fact that I just have hope. And I have hope for myself, the world, for what we can do. And that's what I want to give to people is that hope, you know, because I look around and I see that as the biggest need of the world is like, dude, like I'm right there with you. I'm deep in that sauce, too. But I've been grateful to empower myself with an ability to swim through the sauce and not get drowned in it because you can't drown in it. You can look at things like, fuck, dude, it's it's fuck like what's the <laughs> point why even try like let's just get fucked up all the time that was me bro that was me um and i don't get me wrong i still like enjoy myself i still like i still indulge in the earthly pleasures that we have and I, I i just think this place this community this time what we have going on is so so special because i don't know anything else like it and maybe that's just because of my inexposed un unawareness of it like but at the same time like that's the main goal and that's what i've learned from mike is just create awareness bro create awareness of what is possible 
what is potential and then not only that to show people that that awareness is possible because look he did it i did it mondo did it there's people doing it did it done it chris terry what the hell that guy did like come on <laughs> jason and matt like come on you know and i'm really grateful to be a part of this and all this because i really think what we have going on is going to be leading a whole new wave of people out of poverty out of darkness into like awareness and into a better world and the, the highest form of the highest form of success to me is just freedom like you were saying yeah it's like the freedom to do whatever the heck you want yo if you like star wars the highest form of like if you if you're just your whole you're obsessed with that shit right i'm, I'm using it such a niche example but you're obsessed with star wars bro i want you to have it all I want you to have all the Darth Vader Star Marines. I want you to have Obi-Wan Kenobi's. I want your whole house to be a Star Wars freaking themed. Make your house into the Death Star, bro. Like, <laughs> live your life to the fullest that you can live it or however the fuck you want to live it. That's what I'm about. And that's what I love seeing people do. You know, like, I love seeing people just be themselves and without abandonment, without hesitation, without fear, and like empowering them. And that's the freaking beautiful world we live in is that. We have this internet, we have these tools to really actually free yourself, to really free your time, to free your money, to free your mind, to free your spirit, to be whatever the fuck you want. That's what I stand behind. And that's what I'm grateful and proud to be a part of, bro, is just people in a group and a company that does that for people. And I've seen that happen on such a large scale and so many examples. It's like, you could not convince me otherwise. Like, this isn't a religion. This isn't anything like that. It's, it's just like, yo, people being themselves and finding ways to do that more and sharing them. And because yeah. realizing too, it's like, why would I want to just be able to enjoy myself? Like I like to travel, I like to snowboard, but when I want to do that by myself, like, nah, I want to do it with all my homies. I want to do it with everybody. So like the fact that we can all do that together, she's we blessed, bro. We so blessed. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have a misperception, bro, of like kind of what we do. And it's just limiting beliefs for, for, for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For, for them, you know, what, what they've been exposed to. Because, like, some people may say that, like, we're just one-sided. But, dude, like, it's just... But this, it, but this ain't it either. Like, yeah. You, you don't have to build this business to achieve that freedom. You don't have to trade Forex to achieve that freedom. You don't have to invest in crypto to get to where we're going. We've just found this is the best best path that way. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Take whatever path you mean, by all means necessary. It's like middle, dude, like middle class, like lower middle class people. This is the best thing, bro. Like arguably, like, man, I know people all the time, you know, I love real estate and you know this and the people, people all the time are like, yeah, I'm, I want to get into real estate. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? You know? And, and people are like, well, I know I can make a lot of money in real estate. I'm you like, have a plan. Oh, well, what does that mean? And they're like, I'm going to go yeah. get my license. I'm like, dude, you know, like 90% of real estate agents never sell a home. You know, or buy it or like help assist by home. It's like, okay, well, I want to get into cryptos, but like, what is that? What What are you buying Bitcoin on Robinhood? You know, like, that's not really it. And so, like, people just are so one sided about what we do. But I think that this is the best. It's just, it's nothing but a vehicle. You know, like, if we want to, if I want to get over to you, like, I'm in the suburbs of Chicago and I want to get over to Colorado, like, I could walk, you know, my, my dog and I, we could just fucking <laughs> backpack like it all the way out there. It'll take us 37 <laughs> years to get there. But or or I could take a car. Right. And and then whether I take a car, I could rent a car. Right. I could pay thirty seven dollars a day for a Nissan Versa or I could pay, you know, one hundred and thirty seven for a for a Yukon, you know, and get there a lot faster in the Yukon or 
you know, I could fly spirit or I could fly American, or I could get to the point in my life where I own a private jet and just call my pilot Jeff and be like, Jeff, I need to go fucking see, uh, Jordan in Colorado. We need to wheels up in 30 minutes. You know, it's like, it's nothing but a vehicle. And so like, I think for, 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 for middle-class, lower middle-class people that aren't ever exposed to wealth principles, this is the best thing, bro. You're taught, you're taught principles of life. You're taught success. You're taught secrets of the world. Like you're taught how to multiply your money. Like even if it, dude, if it even takes you 10 years to get good at it, bro, I'm cool with that. What other option do you got? Yeah. Like to choose to to tag along on your metaphor. It's like, I think so many people are used to walking. They're afraid to get in the car. Ooh. It's like, oh, I've been walking. I, I, my family was walking before me. We're just walkers. That's how we, we we move. It's like, I'm telling you, bro, you could get in a car. Shit, you could even get in a plane. And you would go where you want to go a lot faster. It's like something that people lack ambition is they lack trust. Oh, this is a bar. We got to get into this. Because I, I realized myself a while ago, and I'm kind of shifting gears here. It's like the reason I was so hesitant to do something like this and to join this company and to be a part of this is because I was used to walking. And I didn't trust the people driving the car that offered me to get in. Like, hey, we can go with us and we can go far. You know what it was? I had a, you know, we would talk about relationships with money, you know, and like coming from a middle-class family, like I didn't have a great relationship with money. I saw my mom make money and spend money. You don't understand investing, but do you understand your relationship with leadership? And I, because I had a really terrible relationship with leadership. I didn't have any good leaders in my life. My principles my bosses, my coaches. Yeah, I had a couple. But for the most part, most of them were pretty shitty. They didn't <laughs> care about me. <laughs> like, and so I didn't think leaders, real, actual great leaders, people that did actually care and actually wanted to see me succeed existed. So the first time someone approached me and said, hey, you want to get in this car and go faster to where you want to go? I'm like, hell the fuck no. Because <laughs> I didn't trust leadership, bro. I didn't trust that people actually were well-intentioned to do that. And this is Oh man, I get on when I talk about this because that's what I think what we really are doing in the best tangible way is like changing people's perspective on leadership. And that's what's my perspective change. It's like there are real great leaders out there, people that are actually worth following, that are actually worth listening to, that will actually have your best interest in mind. You know, and like that's a hard and I, I, I know where you're at if you're listening to this and you're in that position where you don't quite trust it, you don't quite know. You're maybe you're tuning in, maybe you're plugged in, maybe you paid a subscription, maybe you put a little effort in. But you're still like, huh, I don't know. You got to trust, bro. You got to trust. You got to trust the leaders. You got to trust not only the leaders, but you got to trust yourself. And you just got to trust in the universe that, like, the best things out there are coming to you and that things are working for you, not against you. Because if you don't have that trust, you'll never go anywhere. Like, sorry to say, but you won't. You'll be just, like, a car in neutral. Yeah. You can rub that gas and you can get all fired up. But if you don't trust it, you don't trust the plan, you don't trust your leaders, like you got to cultivate that relationship you have with leadership and the people that are guiding you. Because if you don't ever believe in that, you don't ever look at that positively, like you'll only have what you've got because the caveat to change, you know, it's like you always say you got to change to get what you got to change to get something else. If you don't change, you'll always have the same shit you always had. Yeah. 
Dude, it's like Jim Rohn. I've been listening to Jim Rohn a lot, and he he talks about like in order to get success, you got to become like a child. You know, like you got to have belief, you got to have faith like a child, because adults are too skeptical. You know, and I think back like, you know, you were talking about you got to trust. You know, you you used to trust trust your parents when they used to say, well, at least my parents. You know, used to trust your parents when they said like Santa Claus is coming on Christmas night. You know, and or Christmas Eve, like you got to go to sleep. Like my parents used to tell me, you have to go to sleep by this time. Otherwise, <laughs> Santa Claus is not going to come. And I'll be like, all right, yo, like, let me get my ass to sleep by like eight o'clock. I wanted to go to sleep earlier because I'm like, dude, if I don't go to sleep, Santa Claus is not going to come because I, w- I was trusting my, my leaders, right? Which were my parents. Next thing you know, next morning, boom, presents, right? So it was like that gratification. And then, and then one day I remember, I, I remember this vividly, bro. I started kind of growing up and started questioning, like, is Santa Claus real, bro? Because, like, everything that I've ever asked from Santa Claus, like, some years I got it, some years I didn't. Sometimes I got, like, nothing. And so I was like, all right, this is going to be the year, right? I asked for a longboard. I wrote Santa Claus a letter. I was like, let me get a longboard. And it was like, if I get a longboard, Santa Claus is real. If I don't get a longboard, Santa Claus is not real. I didn't get a longboard. I'm like, yep, point proven. Santa Claus is not fucking real. So it's like... I think at a certain point, people have to trust their leadership enough until you get to the point where you have to make decisions for yourself. And I think that's the point that we're at right now. It's like, we're not really like here to sell anybody on any idea at all whatsoever. It's just like, yo, if you're just like here and what we're talking about makes sense, like, yo, like walk this path that we've been, that we've paved for four years now until you get to the point where you're like, yeah, these guys They've, they've led me to a point in my life where I am now able to capable and comp, competent enough to make my own decisions. Yep. Let me now go and do my own thing, which yep. is, that doesn't mean go start your own company. I mean, do whatever you want, you know? Uh, but it's like, you get to a certain point where you have to trust people until you trust yourself enough to be mm-hmm. able to make decisions for your own life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's such a bar and such a concept. I love this conversation where it's taking us because like you said, it's when you're coming from a place where you don't understand and you don't know and you just know you don't want more, but you don't know how to get there. Like, yeah, you have to trust somebody else's plan. And then one day the goal is for you to have to trust yourself that, yeah, you like me and Mondo are going this way. You want to go a different way. That's beautiful. And that's what life's about. And I see it as like, man, you got empowered to enough to trust yourself guess what? There's a lot of people out there that don't trust themselves yeah. and you can teach them how to do that and you can lead them and in, like into that. And that's, bro, that's, if there's anything I can have as a legacy in this world, it's like putting people onto themselves, not onto trading, not onto I am, not onto crypto, but putting people out of themselves, yeah. teaching people how to believe in themselves because people who believe in themselves teach other people how to believe in themselves. And if everyone believed in themselves, we would not be in the fucking mess that we're in right now. People would have a conscious, would have a backbone, would be able to make decisions for themselves. Like, Yo, that's that's the great work that I'm out to do is to like empower people to believe in themselves and their own intuition. <laughs> that's a bar, bro. People don't teach that. Yeah. Nobody talks about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't follow me everywhere. I mean, maybe in the <laughs> beginning you gotta follow me for a little bit, but like if your ass is still following me three, four years later, bro, like I didn't do my job, that's on me. Because like, yeah, at one point like flowing through that conversation it's not just about blindly following anybody but yeah trusting someone enough to like realize that they can help you and then when you really realize that it wasn't them that helped you it was that you were helping yourself oh yeah and then you change and you pass that lesson on to somebody else Sheesh. 
And that's it, man. Just passing down the torch, man. I think these are the secrets like Kevin Trudeau, man. If any, nobody, if anybody listening uh, has never heard of Kevin Trudeau, I encourage you to listen to um, Your Wish Is Your Command either on YouTube. I think it got taken off YouTube, actually. So oh, it's, people still re-upload it up there. You can find okay. it. Yeah, Your Wish Is Your Command. You know, he talks about this. It's just like, man, people. it's like this, these are the secrets of the wealthy. Like, we just so happen to come across somebody that got exposed to it that taught us that taught them that taught them and eventually got down mm-hmm. to us and now we're talking about it and now you hear it and probably you're going to tell somebody else about it whether you think it's complete bullshit or you think it's like wow remember the first time i heard conversations like this i was like dude this makes so much sense how come i've never heard about this uh-huh. and because of that like Part of it was because I admired the people that were talking about it. So I like, I was led to believe a certain way, but at the same time, logically it made sense, not just emotionally, like things we talk about is just so incredibly like, but you, but there was that key moment though, where you had to either decipher whether these people are full of shit yeah. or just trying to scam you on something yeah, or whether these people actually had real value and knowledge and that you wanted more from it, you know? And that's that moment of like, that's that trusting moment i think it's like do you buy into it do you trust it do you believe it or you're just like nah fuck all of them this is all awesome. <laughs> okay man it's like yeah i think i've really worked on is like just being more open to anything you know and just like actually exploring it. it's like kevin kevin said in that audio it's like your coachability index like are you actually willing to learn and change because if you're not then might as well just get used to how things are because that's how they're always going to be thanks so I'm not saying you have to believe us or trust us, but if you want more and what we say resonates, then look into it a little bit, you know, and I think that's a good note to end on, bro. Where can, where can people find you on, on Instagram, YouTube, Shit, man. shameless well, plug time. Shameless plug. Yeah. Facts. Um, yeah. I'm going to, so when, when I upload this, I'm going to put upload uh, tags so that way they can, everybody can uh, get hold of us on. I know you got a YouTube channel saucy information on there as far as cryptocurrencies if you want to get to know more on in depth about cryptos beyond what we talked about in the beginning here i'm going to link uh jordan's stuff uh or his youtube channel his instagram i don't really use facebook too much but um yeah i'll link i'll link all of these things but i mean it, it was it was a pleasure for real bro like thank you for for sparking this back up um I'm excited to like, I put a post up, you're like, who wants to just chop it up? You know, who wants to, who wants to chat? And I got a lot of responses. I think a lot of people have stuff in their mind that they want to talk about. And it's cool that, that like, just people get ex- like a chance to express, you know, themselves. So uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you for, for spending some time with me. I finished my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm almost there, there, but yeah, dude, thanks for having me on. I think this is dope. I think we're both kind of, Actually, we're both in the same boat with kickstarting our podcasts and YouTubes again. And so we're both, I was funny because I'm like, am I hosting it or are you hosting it? <laughs> like we're both hosting it. We're both popping up. But yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on the internet, Jordan Le Savage or La Crypto Savage on Instagram. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more content come out of your page, bro. Mono, you spark great conversations for people. It's such a safe, open space to just shoot off shit off the top of your dome and like, see what sticks and see what doesn't and just create those kind of conversations and hopefully people take from this like value and hopefully people take perspective and gain new ideas and take that and do awesome things with it so i'm glad to be a part of it and thanks for having me man hey man i appreciate you bro all right y'all everybody who's listening i appreciate you guys appreciate your time thanks for listening and um tune in to jordan's 
new stuff that's coming out. Tune in to keep tuning into this stuff. And uh, we'll see you guys later.